Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Songlines and Tan Lines podcast, a place to take a momentary break from your day-to-day routine. Those returning, thank you. The support is greatly appreciated. Those new to this podcast, welcome. Now, let's pull up the anchor and set sail. Routines, we have them, we use them, and we all like to step away from them from time to time. I know I do. Not often, because I am a creature of habit. I like things a certain way, and I don't like them to change. You can set a watch to my smart home. When the kids go to bed, everything starts shutting down. And when the kids get up, the house comes alive. That sounds super creepy when I say it like that. Anyway, this week, I want to try an experiment. Something new. Something I might start doing from time to time. Something that breaks up the routine of what I normally do on this podcast. I put on my floral lab coat, donned my palm tree line mask, put on my pink and purple goggles, and tried to think of something new I can do on this podcast. Something I haven't done before. Something that will help to highlight certain Buffett albums I think don't get enough attention. Which is, grab three songs from that album and feature them. And on this episode, the album I am talking about is Songs from Saint Somewhere. The album was released on August 20th, 2013 by Melboat Records. Wikipedia also had this to say about the album's chart performance. The album debuted at number four on the Billboard 200 with first week sales of 60,388 copies in the United States. Nothing mind-blowing sales-wise, but for Jimmy to land an album at number four in 2013, 36 years removed from the hit that was Margaritaville, kind of impressive in my mind. But this episode isn't about chart performance, it's all about the music. So let's go ahead and jump into the first song I want to feature called Einstein Was a Surfer. The concert stats are very, very sad for this one. Zero plays. Not once has Jimmy dusted this song off and played it live. According to Setlist FM, where I get all my concert facts. Let's now paddle out and give this fabulous song a listen. There's a photo of a genius standing by the ocean in a peacoat and a cool hat in 1943. On a beach in Santa Barbara, he's looking quite contented. His world is only matter and energy. Past the Channel Islands, out into the cosmos, there are worlds in motion that only he can see. He's smiling as he's thinking, the harbor lights are blinking. He's the smartest cook he ever was, ever will be. Einstein was a surfer, there really is no doubt. Cause the universe was his home break, and we're still all paddling out. Really like that song. So chill, so mellow, so smooth. The second song I want to feature is called I Want to Go Back to Cartagena. 
a song that really gets the hips moving, and to me, this song feels like it could be more of a regular song on tour. It has an upbeat vibe and energy that I think fits great into a Buffett show. Maybe Jimmy thought that as well. Maybe he played it a bit more than the other two on this episode for that very reason. This song has seen the stage six times, which isn't a lot, but still, it at least got its chance to shine. First played in 2013 and last played in 2014. Let me stop talking and let's give this song a listen. guys think of this song? Could this one be more of a concert staple? Maybe not replacing those classic songs Jimmy plays all the time. Nothing crazy like that. But could he find a way to fit it in on a regular rotation? I think you guys know by now the song he should drop from time to time in order to play this song or other songs he doesn't play enough. (coughs) Five o'clock somewhere. Not going to run that song down. I like it. But as I have said before, I don't think it needs to be a regular tour song. It just doesn't. On to the final one, the third song I want to feature called Soulfully. It has been played live twice, first time in 2013 and last played in 2014. At least it had its chance to shine a couple of times. I love the groove of this one. Here it is. I would love to hear your thoughts on these songs 
your thoughts on the album Songs from Saint Somewhere. Is it one you barely listen to? One you love? A Buffett gem? Reach out to me and let me know. Final thing I want to dive into are reviews of this album. Here are a few I've found on the web. From Rolling Stone magazine, Jimmy Buffett's 31st album is full of chill, evocations of island life, from Einstein was a surfer to something about a boat. His music is an island too, a place apart where country, old guy rock, jokey storytelling, and Caribbean rhythms lap into one another. Buffett clearly has Wi-Fi on his boat, useless but important information, takes a shot at Twitter, and I'm no Russian, references persecuted punks, Pussy Riot. But he's most likable drifting away from the real world as on Too Drunk to Karaoke, a duet with Toby Keith, and Tides, an ode to his own flip-flops rockin' leisure that could make a landlubber jealous. Funny thing, that article says it is his 31st album. Wikipedia said it was his 28th. And I added it up twice, and I got 27th. Who knows, Jimmy has released so many albums, some studios, some concerts, some compilations, so the numbers are a bit foggy. And here are a couple more reviews from Wikipedia. And the last one? Ouch. Songs from Saint Somewhere garnered generally mixed reception by music critics. At the Oakland Press, Gary Graff said that the album is not up to the same caliber of his previous album, Nonetheless, this is a perfectly fine fix between boat drinks for any parrot head worth his or her feathers. Stephen Thomas Erlewine, get ready for this one, folks, of All Music, evoked that this is the perfect album for a listener who's drunk, which he said was perfectly fine for that occasion. But for those listening to the sober, it's quite likely you'll be more inclined to cringe than to smile. Like I said, that last one, ouch. I guess Jimmy can't please everyone, but with this album, as with so many albums by him, he pleased me. And isn't that all that matters when you love and enjoy an artist's music? Thanks, Jimmy, for still putting out original material. And as long as you keep doing it, I will keep listening. Let me drop anchor here and close out the episode. You can hear my voice talking music on the Audible Ecstasy podcast and talking horror on the Nightlight Tales podcast. You can email me at songlinesandtanlines at gmail.com and all my other social areas can be found in the description of the show. And if you enjoy what I'm doing, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. And stay tuned after the ukulele, still reading one page of my short story, The Living Sand. That's it. Thanks for listening. Cheers and aloha. Still here. Thank you once again for tuning in to yet another page. And if you want to read this story in its entirety, swing over to Amazon, grab a copy today. It's called The Living Sand. And that money from that sale will go right into my wallet, which in turn helps me and helps this podcast. So if you do do that, thank you. All right, let's get into it. Around 11, a knock came upon his window. Seth looked up from his bed, and sure enough, there was Junior holding a flashlight up to his face. 
He was smiling, of course. Seth got up, slid on his jeans, put on a shirt, and then put on his tennis shoes. He looked for light under his bedroom door, but he didn't see any. That meant the coast was clear, and his parents were now fast asleep in bed. He moved over to the window and opened it. He took out the screen, pausing at the screeching noise it made. He looked back over his shoulder, but there was no light under his door, no footsteps in the hall, no parents stirring. The house was still quiet and silent. Feeling like it was safe to leave, he grabbed his backpack and slipped out of the window, landing softly on the ground outside. Ready? Junior asked, standing there in jeans, t-shirt, and tennis shoes. Seth slid on his backpack and turned to face his friend, who was holding two things, a large flashlight and a bucket. Yeah, Seth replied. Let's go then, Junior replied, moving in the direction of the cave. Seth took one last look back at his house, where safety and security lived. He hoped he would see it again, and then followed after his friend.